Welcome to the CondoVultures.com podcast with your host, Peter Zalewski, a Miami real estate broker, Wall Street consultant, and expert witness. This podcast is focused on identifying real estate buying opportunities in the South Florida condo market, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. The CondoVultures.com podcast is not authorized by the South Florida real estate industry and will most likely annoy many of the region's talking heads. This podcast will feature straight talk and salty language that could be offensive to some. Please remember that part past investment success does not determine future gains, especially in the South Florida's volatile condo market. For more information, please visit condovultures.com. Welcome to Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. This is a weekly market report that we do taking a look at the um, condo velocity, the sales base that's occurring in various markets in and around the Tri-County South Florida area. This particular podcast, we're going to be focusing on Miami-Dade County. Miami-Dade County, if you're unaware, is the southernmost county in the Tri-County area. So you'll have Miami-Dade to the south. That's where the city of Miami Beach is, as well as the city of Miami, places like Aventura, Dorrell, Coconut Grove, Coral Gables. The county to the middle or in the center will be Broward County. That's where Fort Lauderdale is. And then finally, Palm Beach County to the north is going to be West Palm Beach in Palm Beach uh, Island is. That's also where Donald Trump, the former president of the States, that's where he has his Mar-a-Lago uh, location, which got a lot of notoriety uh, during his presidential term. So for this particular podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at four different segments of the marketplace. We'll start off with condos. We'll go to luxury condos. After that, we'll go to um, the distressed condo market. And finally, we'll end with the rental market. Now, a couple things to keep in mind before we get started. Uh, point number one, all of the statistics we're going to be referring to, they're all coming out of the multiple listing service. If you're unaware, multiple listing service is a database that people who have a real estate license and join a club called the Real Realtor Association, they have access to. So this database, in order to enter a property into it, um, a commission has to be offered. So it doesn't mean this is all of the properties that are available, but it does mean it is the properties that most people tend to refer to simply because it's easily accessed. Um, groups such as Zillow and others all tap into it. And this is what most people refer to as the real estate market in a particular neighborhood. Now, in addition to everything that's listed for a commission and put in the multiple listing service or this database, you also have the properties that are trading for sale by owner. So any property you might see that's for sale by owner, it's not gonna be in the multiple listing service. What else will not be in the multiple listing service is a rental project with maybe 300 units. Maybe there's a big sign on the front saying, uh, you know, for lease with a telephone number, maybe there's some sort of individual out front with a sign flipping it, trying to catch your attention, trying to get you to pull over, come into the location and lease a place. Those rental projects will probably not be in the multiple listing service. Why? Because a commission has to be paid. And if you have a 300 unit building, it's much more efficient to hire a leasing agent or two, have them lease out the places directly and save the commission, which in South Florida tends to be about 10% of the gross annual rent with 5% going to the broker who represents the tenant or the renter and 5% going to the landlord. So generally speaking, um, the multiple listing service, it represents a good portion of the marketplace, but it was by no means represent the entire marketplace. So that is the first key to consider when you're sort of looking at all this data. Second point to consider when you look at all the data is that the accuracy of the numbers. Sometimes the accuracy of the numbers can be called into question. And why is that? Because the deals that are being done, the numbers that are being reported 
they are based on what somebody with a real estate license and is empowered by a particular broker um, uh, to go ahead and enter information into this database. So it's not automated. It's not coming directly from some sort of governmental record. Uh, third point to keep in mind is the rental market. Rental market, generally speaking, does not have any kind of paperwork requirement with the government as in a deed transfer. So when a property transacts, ultimately the county is made aware of it, where the property is located, a tax is paid. When you do a rental, there's no tax being paid. Therefore, there's no paper trail. There's no government records that are ultimately going to constitute what really traded and what didn't trade. So you have to sort of take the database for what it is. It's a good idea what's going on in the market, but it's not by any means accurate and complete. Now, before we go ahead and we take our first commercial break and we get into the condo market, let me point out to you, um, we do these market reports weekly. We focus on different uh, sub-markets to give you an idea of what's going on in the marketplace. I also want to tell you, if you have any questions or you have any comments, please reach out or send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. And then finally, any of the charts that I'm referring to in this particular podcast, they're going to be made available in the description of the podcast. I will put links so you can go ahead and link to any and all of the charts that we're referring to. So we'll take a commercial break. Other side of the break, we're going to get into the condo market in Miami-Dade County. It's a simple formula and it works. Buy low, sell high. We're Condo Vultures. And when it comes to your real estate, we help you buy low. At Condo Vultures, we represent the buyer. And now's the time to buy. Log on to condovultures.com for more information. Condovultures.com. And remember, before you sell high, you have to buy low. Featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, 60 Minutes, and Time Magazine. Condo Vultures Realty, a licensed Florida real estate brokerage capitalizing on the condo correction since 2006. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski of Condo Vultures. We're going to be talking about condos in Miami-Dade County as of the 19th of December, 2022. We're right in the beginning of the winter tourism season, which typically runs from late November, which is in Thanksgiving holiday in the United States, all the way through to about April or so, typically tied to religious holidays of Easter as well as Passover. So. Here's what we got going on in the um, condo market in Miami-Dade County. We have just under 6,100 condos on the market. The average asking price of these condos in Miami-Dade County is about $1.4 million, $1.4 million uh, per unit. And what does that work out to price per square foot? That's going to come in at 782 a foot, 782 a foot. And those condos that are listed for sale, they've been on the market an average of 100 34 days, remember 30 days in a month. So you can see these properties been sitting there uh, quite a bit of time. Now, in terms of pending contracts, these are the uh, deals where properties have been listed and uh, they've gone under contract and they're designated in the multiple listing services being under contract. That currently stands at 979 units, 979 units that are currently um, uh, designated as pending. The average asking price of those which have gone pending, 675. 846, 675, 846. Average asking price on average for those that are pending, 482 a foot, $482 a foot. And finally, they were, they've been on the market 68 days, 68 days. And then finally, those units that have traded between January and September of 2022. So the first three quarters of the year, um, 14,438 units have traded, 14,438. And they traded an average price of $775,900. $775,900 was the average transaction price for one of these units. On a price for a foot basis, $519 a foot, $519 per square foot. 
and they traded in 88 days. Now, let me give you some percentage of figures to help you understand exactly what the data suggests. Well, what it suggests is the sellers today are seeking $1.4 million. The condos that have traded in South Florida in the first nine months of the year, they traded for 775900 So the difference between the average ask and the average transaction is about 84%, 84%. Now, what does that number mean? Well, what it means is sellers are asking a hell of a lot more than what condos typically trade for. This 84% difference is well inflated over what we're over where we typically see activity. Typically, when there's an average of about 20% difference between the asking price and the average transaction price, you tend to see a transaction and or you send see some activity. Once that 20% spread is squeezed down to say 10%, maybe 15% or so, you tend to get a deal done. So looking at the data up front, realizing we're in the beginning of the winter buying season, it seems like sellers are very aggressive in what they want. Uh, and they'll probably languish on the markets what the data would suggest. Now, on price per square foot basis, which is much more, I'd say, powerful and informative than what you're going to get on a price per unit basis, thinking the same way of ga gasoline, pulling into a gas station, buying price per gallon. Well, gasoline is a commodity. Condominium is a commodity. Generally speaking, the units aren't going to vary that much from one floor to the other, from one view to the other. And typically you can figure out pricing on a condominium without even looking at the inside, regardless of what kind of over improvements or under improvements are actually in a, um, a particular condo versus a house, which is more like a work of art because art, because it's going to be unique. It's going to be different. It's going to be distinct. A house could have a piece of dirt or a piece of land that is, is shaped differently. A house could have two floors instead of one. So there's all kinds of variations in a house versus a condominium, which is pretty much standard. So when you think condo, think commodity, when you think house, think work of art. Therefore, when you're buying a commodity, you wanna buy um, based on an apples to apples basis, just like you buy eggs, just like you buy gasoline, just like you buy orange juice. It's all based on per ounce or per weight. Well, in condos, you wanna go on price per square foot. So price per square foot, the average ask 782 bucks a foot, 782. In terms of the ask, the transaction price in the first nine months of the year, 519. 519, what's the difference or what's the spread? About 51%. And again, 20%. You normally see activity in terms of that ask and that sales price in 10 to maybe 15%. You see a deal getting done. So it suggests to me that the condo market on a per square foot basis is overly inflated. Why is that? Again, beginning of the winter buying season. And then finally, days on the market. The average number of days in the market, as mentioned for a condo, 134 days. But those condos that were priced appropriately, they traded in 88 days, 88 days. So it can give you an idea that a, a unit will languish on the market if not appropriately priced until at some point the seller decides to adjust downward their price and therefore be able to get a transaction done. Two other key, uh, key points before we end this segment and move on to the next. Um, an average of 1,604 condos moved in Miami-Dade County in the first nine months of the year. So if I take that sales pace of 1604, I divide it on what's currently on the market, which is just under 6,100. I come up with about 3.8 months of supply, 3.8 months of supply. Now, generally speaking, equilibrium is six months. So a stable market is six months of supply. When there are less than six months of supply available for sale, it means the seller has the advantage because buyers don't have much to choose from. When there's more than six months, the buyer has the advantage because the buyer has options. 
And what we're looking at today in Miami-Dade County on the condo side, 3.8 months of supply. So this is a seller's market at this point in time. So we'll take a commercial break. We'll come back and we're going to talk about luxury condos. This is Peter Zalewski of the Condo Vultures podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I wanted to alert you that if you uh, have a property that you're looking to sell in the Tri-County, South Florida area, I would encourage you to reach out to Jenny Horta, a licensed real estate broker with CVRRealty.com. She's my partner. She's been in the business for north of 15 years. More importantly, she knows the market. She knows how to get that deal done. And she also realizes that it's more important to get a price that you can accept and sell the property rather than the hold firm on some price that's never going to be achieved and ultimately languish on the market. So if you're looking to do, do a deal that you want a skilled expert who can help you sell a property, reach out to Jenny Hortus at 305-865-5859, 305-865-5859, or visit her website, cvrrealty.com. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalusi. We're going to be talking about luxury condos in this particular segment. Now, when we get into luxury, every person who sells real estate is um, paid basically to promote a product, to make a product sound like it's better and greater than it probably is in reality. And as a result of that, the word luxury gets thrown around quite a bit. In order to sort of give a definition or provide some guidance in terms of what's luxurious and what's not, we have a very simple rule. We say if a property is listed for an asking price of seven figures for $1 million, it is designated as luxurious for our data. If a property is listed for $999,999, it's not luxurious. That's how we're breaking it down. Why? Because we don't want to get into this point of what is luxury, what is ultra luxury, which is what is super ultra luxury, which is ultra luxury, luxury, super, super extra luxury. You get the point. So million more, it's luxurious. Under a million, it's not luxurious. Real simple. What's going on in Miami-Dade County for luxury condos? Well, we currently have about just under 1,900 luxury condos on the market. Average ask, $3.5 million a door, $3.5 million a door on a price per square foot basis, $1,354, $1,354 on a price per square foot basis for a luxury condo in Miami-Dade County. And finally, those luxury condos that are on the market, 169 days they've been sitting there, 169 currently. 113 units that are luxurious in Dade County are under contract. 113, average ask of those units under contract, $3.1 million, $3.1 million. And they have an average asking price per square foot of $1,257,1257. And those luxurious condos that are pending um, for sale, 124 days they've been sitting there, 124. And then finally, January through September in the luxury condo market of Miami-Dade County, 2,129 luxurious condos sold at an average of $2.6 million per unit, $2.6 million and or $1,093 per square foot, 1093 per square foot is what these units have traded for. And they took an average of 118 days, 118. So what did, what did this, the percentages suggest? Well, what it suggests is right now, the luxurious condo market, there's about a 33% premium that sellers are asking in terms of their asking price over what the average transaction price is. Again, 20% tend to get some activity. So you can see luxurious condo market, it's still a little inflated uh, right now at the beginning stages of the winter uh, buying season on a price per, per square foot basis, about 24% difference, about 24% difference. And then finally on the days on the market, 
169 days uh, on the market is what the average luxury condo has been sitting there and those that traded, they traded it in 113 days. So you can see this aggressive pricing means a condo that's for sale is going to sit there longer. Now, how many units traded in the first nine months of the year on a monthly basis? 237 luxury condos traded per month in Miami-Dade County in uh, January through September 2022. If I take the 237 that traded on uh, monthly, on average monthly, divided into what's available, just under 1,900, I come up with eight months of supply, eight months of supply, six months of supply is equilibrium. So based on what we're looking at here, eight months, it's moving into a buyer's market for luxury uh, condos in Miami-Dade County. Now, some brokers in the industry they will say the luxurious condos are an anomaly. They're different. And why is that? Because they say their sellers have more money than God. And as a result, um, what these sellers, these realtors for the sellers say is, well, it's going to take 12 months to move a product, maybe 18 months to move a product because the seller doesn't have to sell. They're simply going to hold out and wait until they get the price that's uh, cheap. So if you listen to these luxury brokers and 12 to 18 months is equilibrium, then this would be a seller's market. If you look at the overall rule of thumb of six months being equilibrium, the Miami-Dade County luxury market is in a buyer's market. So this is a statistic to watch, especially as we go forward deep into the winter buying season. We'll take a commercial break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk distressed condos in Miami-Dade County. Don't buy a South Florida condo discounted or distressed before taking a Condo Vultures correction tour. CondoVultures.com offers weekly bus and walking tours that focus on educating buyers on the how-tos of identifying discounted condos, analyzing the opportunities, and purchasing units. Every tour attendee receives a list of all condo projects in a particular market, a market assessment handout, and unmatched expert analysis. For more information on the condo correction tours, please visit condovultures.eventbrite.com. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Zalewski. I have a company called Condo Vultures. I want to alert you that if you have or you are listening to this podcast in a uh, platform such as Spotify or any others that provide video, you can actually watch the podcast. Uh, we have video capabilities. So if you want to see uh, the charts, if you want to watch uh, me give this presentation and you want to watch any podcasts in the future, simply use Spotify or any other platform that provides video. If you don't want to watch it, you can just do listen to us in the traditional way you do, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Anchor or Spotify or anyone else. So we're going to talk distrust condos in this particular segment of the podcast in Miami-Dade County. Now, what is distrust? Distrust, distrust condos in Miami-Dade County, what a realtor is involved, is going to break down into two categories. One category will be called short sales. The other category will be called real estate owned. And what does that sort of mean? Well, generally speaking, what it means is if someone purchases a property and they take out a mortgage, and they go to sell that property and the value or the current market price of the condo is worth less than what's owed. Sometimes a seller will go to a bank and tell the bank, listen, banker, you gave me a loan on this property. I'm not going to be able to repay the loan in full. However, we can avoid foreclosure, myself being the borrower and you being the lender and going through this drawn out process with legal fees and other things involved with it by simply doing a transaction where amount that's ultimately owed is going to be less than what the lender is looking forward to. Well, why would they do that? Because they want to avoid the whole legal process and anything else that might come um, out of it. You know, it could take nine months, 12 months, depending on some sort of representation that the, the borrower could have. So some lenders will go the approach or take the approach of a short sale and simply 
be done with it and not necessarily um, take a chance, take a little haircut on the front end. Therefore, they can get the property back. There's no damage. None of that sort of stuff plays out. So a short sale is the first step or the first way a seller who basically needs to sell into a market where the pricing is less than what is ultimately owed in the form of a mortgage, let alone the original purchase price, uh, can kind of get a deal done. Now, if a property is not able to transact in a short sale and the borrower ultimately loses the property through the foreclosure process, which again takes nine to 12 months or so, go through the court process, then what would happen is the bank would take title and the bank would have control of the condo and their role or their objective would be to sell the condo and try to recoup some of the money that ultimately is at risk when the loan went bad in the form of a foreclosure. Now that is referred to as a real estate owned property by the bank or an REO. So what I'm going to talk about here is going to be short sales, which again, the seller tries to get the bank to agree to accept something short of what's owed and an REO, which is when a bank takes a property through a foreclosure and ultimately has control of it. And that's referred to as a real estate owned property. So what do we got going on in the market for short sales? Currently, the short sale market in Miami-Dade County, there's only five condos available for sale, only five available for uh, sale. The average asking price for these five that are available for sale, just under $510,000 a door, $510,000 a door on a price for a square foot basis, 392 a foot. 392 a foot is what it being sought. And those condos that are listed as short sales in Miami-Dade County, they've been on the market 100 days, 100 days. Now, in terms of pending sales, 11 units are currently pending and they were deemed as short sales when they were put into the multiple listing service. The average asking price on those um, uh, 11 sales, 218,700 bucks a door, 218,700 per door on a price per square foot basis, 243 a foot, 243 per square foot. And they have been on the market and pending for 117 days. And then finally, in the first nine months of uh, this year, which is January through September of 2022, there were 31 short sale transactions for condos in Miami-Dade County. And these 31 condos traded for just under $238,000 a door, 238 per door on a price per square foot basis, 248 a foot. And they were on the market for 81 days. So you can see very clearly, if you listen to the, the previous segments, that the short sale route is a very attractive route from a price per square foot basis. That being said, it takes longer to get one of these deals done because the bank ultimately has to come to the realization that they're going to accept less than what's ultimately owed. Therefore, you, if you were, if you need something quick, a short sale is not your route. But if you are patient, a short sale could make some sense. Now, percentage wise, the average asking price on a short sale versus the average transaction price on a per door basis, 114% different. So it's double, it's double. And again, 20% is typically when you start to see some sort of activity and 10 to 15% is when a deal tends to get done, generally speaking. On a price per square foot basis for short sales, 58% spread, 58% spread between the ask and the average transaction price. And then finally, days on market. Those uh, short sales that are on the market in Miami-Dade today, been there 100 days on average. And uh, those units that traded in the first nine months of the year, they traded in 81 days, 81 days. So you can see pricing is a factor. Now in the uh, first nine months of the year, 3.4 condos as short sales traded per month, 3.4. If I take that, uh, that sales pace of 3.4 and divide what's on the market today, which is five units, I got about 1.5 months supply of short sales, 1.5 months supply of short sales. Again, equilibrium, six months. Now let's shift to real estate owned. These are the properties that banks have gone through the foreclosure process and they've taken title. Now on the REO side, 
21 REOs are available in Miami-Dade County for sale at an average uh, asking price of just under $550,000. $550,000 for an REO in Miami-Dade County on a per square foot basis, 521 a foot, 521 a foot. And they've been on the average, on the market on average, 59 days, 59 days. Now, currently another, an additional 21 uh, REOs are pending sales in Miami-Dade County, 21. It's not a typo. It's what the number is, 21 um, pending. Average asking price for those pending, just under $372,000 a door, $372 a door or $317 a foot, $317 a square foot. And they have been uh, um, on the market and under contract an average of 54 days, 54 days. And then finally, the REOs that traded in the first nine months of the year, 130 of them traded. 130 Miami-Dade County REOs traded in the first nine, uh, nine months of the year at an average of $306 per square foot, 306. And they traded in 31 days, 31 days. Now, let's get back to the um, an idea of the spread between the average ask and the average transaction price on a per door basis, 46% spread. On a per square foot base, 70% spread, 70% spread. And then finally, days on the market, 59 days on the market for those REOs currently available versus the ones that traded, traded in 31 days. Now, in the first nine months of the year, 14 REOs traded per month. I take that sales base of 14 uh, REOs trading per month, dividing what's currently on the market, which is 21. I come up with about 1.5 months of supply, 1.5 months of supply. So that's the trust market in Miami-Dade County. We'll take a commercial break and we're going to talk rentals. This is Peter Zaluski of the Condo Vultures podcast. Before I started doing these podcasts, I was in the business of being a licensed real estate broker, a contributing columnist for the Lanny Herald, as well as the Lanny Real Deal, but also extra witness work in consulting. So if you are looking for an expert witness or if you're looking for consulting services, a straight talk perspective as to what's going on in a particular marketplace, a building or the, what happened previously for whatever your situation is, whether you are an attorney, whether you are a institutional fund looking to invest, or whether you're a lender who's trying to come up with some sort of a strategy and approach for your lending committee going forward, I don't just want to be able to help you to get a hold of me. Please reach out to Peter at condovultures.com. That's Peter at condovultures.com. Or give me a call to the office at 305 865 5859. 305 865 5859. Welcome back to the Miami Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm Peter Zalisti of Condo Vultures. Hope you are enjoying this podcast. Every week we put out these market reports. We take a look at what's going on in various markets as well as submarkets uh, for condos in Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties scattered all around this tri-county area. We try to give you the statistics so you can get a sense of what's really going on. Some people ask, uh, you know, why are you putting these numbers out? Because every building is differing. Every unit is different. Well, it gives you a 30,000 square foot perspective as to what's going on in the marketplace. If you as a buyer or a seller decide that you need to or want to um, make, a, uh, make a deal at a price that's outside of the norm, that's completely on you. But at least you should go in with eyes wide open, understanding what the overall market condition is and what the trends are. Now, we talked about condos. We talked about luxury condos. And we talked about the stress condos in Miami-Dade County. Uh, in terms of the marketplace in the first nine months of the year, let's talk about the rental market. If you take down one of these units and you purchase it, whether you're going to live there full time or you're going to um, live have it as a second home, or maybe you're buying it because you want to rent it out, it's really good to know kind of what the rental market is. So in case you need to put it up uh, for lease, you got an idea where you can sort of take down or achieve in terms of rental prices. So let's talk rentals. Now, before we get into rentals, let me lay out to you again, very clearly, 
The rental market is not a market where there is paid documentation to substantiate or justify pricing. It's not like a transaction, a sale where there's a deed recorded and taxes are paid based on the transaction price. A rental market is based on what a landlord and a renter agree to. There's no paperwork other than that listing agreement, which tends to be private uh, and that lease, which tends to be private. So a lot of times the rental data you get is going to be real iffy and very sketchy. Now you'll hear reports about the uh, national rental numbers. I would tell you, consider it the same thing as licking your finger, holding it up and letting the wind blow and determine which way the wind's coming. Why? Because in order to get rental data, you got two options. One option is you go ahead as a landlord and you list your property in the multiple listing service and you agree to pay no commission uh, to a realtor or realtors in order to get the deal done. Now that commission is typically 10%. Now, if you were a landlord and you're trying to kind of make the numbers work, chances are you don't want to use a realtor. Chances are you would rather have somebody put them in a leasing office if you have a three or four hundred unit building and ultimately let that leasing person who's making 50 grand a year, whatever the case may be, let them handle all the leases. Why? Well, if you got 300 places in a complex and if every place is renting for call it 2,500 and you got a 10% commission on each of those 300 places going for $2,500, the amount of commission paid out is going to far exceed the $50,000 or $35,000 or whatever the leasing um, uh, compensation would be for an in-house type of lease agent. Therefore, when rental districts are discussed, what happens? We get an idea, but we don't get the exact figure that's going on. So keep that in mind. Now, that being said, we're going to talk about what's going on in the multiple listing service for rentals in Miami-Dade County. Currently, just over 6,200 properties are listed as rentals in Miami-Dade County in the multiple listing service. Now, the median asking price is $3,800 per unit, $3,800 per unit. Now, why am I using median here where I use average in the other sectors? Well, real simple. The rental market is so widespread with different type of product, it would be virtually impossible to get a sense of what's really going on in the marketplace if we did averages. Why is that? Because some places are rented by the day, some are rented by the week, some are rented by the month, some are rented annually, and there's just too many different variables in order to get accurate data in order to use average. So what we're doing is we are using median. Median is a number right in, in the middle. So to give you some perspective of what's going on. So. $3,800 a month is the median asking price for a rental in Miami-Dade County. That works out to about $3.79 a square foot per month. So that means a thousand square foot place, the median asking price would be 3,800 bucks roughly. And then in terms of days on market, those rentals that are on the market today, they've been there 45 days on a median basis. Now, uh, in terms of pending uh, leases, 1862, 1862 is the number of uh, properties that were listed for rent that are currently under contract. Um, and their immediate uh, asking price was 2850, 2850, 2850, or $3.09 a square foot, $3.09 a square foot per month. And then finally, um, days on the market, 28 days. So those properties that are currently under contract, they were on the market a median basis, 28 days. And then finally, what lease in the first nine months of the year in Miami-Dade County? 19,600 properties were leased. 19,600 properties. They leased on a median basis at $2,900 per door, $2,900 per unit. And on a per square foot basis, $3.14 per square foot monthly, $3.14 per square foot monthly. And what does it work out to in terms of days, how long we're in the market before they rent it? 22 days, 22 days. Now keep it by the properties for lease today have been sitting there on a median basis, 45 days. Properties that leased in the first nine months of the year took them only 22. 
took him only 22. So you can see pricing is, is a little bit rich or tenants are a little bit more skittish about trying to pay the prices that landlords are demanding. Now, what about the difference between the ask and the transaction price? 31% spread between the median asking price versus the median transaction price on a per um, unit basis monthly and on a per square foot basis, 21%. Now, why is 21% interesting? Because 20% is where you start to get activity. You know, typically when a deal gets done, it gets done 10 to 15%. So you can see the rental market looks to be softening. So landlords are pricing their properties a little bit more appropriate as to what has rented previously. Why? Because they're not filling it up. And how do we know they're not filling it up? Because the spread between what's being sought and what's actually leasing at, as well as the days on the market, they're suggesting that the rental market is getting soft. Now, how many places rented in the first nine months of the year in my county? 2,177 units were renting every month in Miami-Dade County first nine months of the year. If I take that 2,177 rentals per month, I divided what's currently in the market, just over 6,200 units. I end up with 2.9 months of supply, 2.9 months of supply. So based on our six-month equilibrium, this would suggest that this is a landlord's market for rentals in Miami-Dade County. Now, what I will tell you is some of the numbers are starting to suggest, especially as we're going in the winter um, uh, buying season or tourist season, starting to suggest the rental market seems to be um, wavering a little bit at this point. This is, these are some interesting statistics to follow, especially as we start to get into um, March, April, May, when many of the winter tourists are starting to head back home because the humidity and the hurricane season is coming here. So I would not be surprised to see our rental market grow increasingly soft as we get into um, the summer season in Miami-Dade County. So hope you enjoyed this podcast about Miami-Dade County. Next week, we're going to be focusing on Broward County and what's happening in that particular market. Again, if you have any questions, you have any comments, send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com, I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. And again, if you want to actually watch this podcast and in, um, uh, see the delivery as well as some of the charts, go ahead and watch it on some sort of format that allows video such as Spotify. We're also available on YouTube. Uh, please remember to subscribe. Now, if you want to look at the statistics on your own, I have put links to all of the variation that I'm referencing. So thanks for tuning into our podcast. Catch up real soon. Ciao, ciao. If you're listening to this podcast, think about who else it is. Do you want to reach that crowd, which tends to be investors, buyers, developers, lenders? Why not advertise on the Common Culture Podcast? To do so, give us a call at the office, 305-865-5859, 305 865 or send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com. I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com.